Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. Revival. Revival is God doing whatever it takes to get a hold of his people, and it's his people doing whatever it takes to get a hold of God. That's the definition of revival. Whatever it takes for God to reach out to a lost and dying world, and whatever it takes for God's people to reach a hold and get a hold of a holy God, because we love him, right? Because we love him, right? We wear the crosses and we sing the songs, but do we love him? Do you know him? Do you know the voice of your beloved? Do you recognize his voice above the crowd and all the other noise that you hear from day to day? Is Jesus more important to you today than he was yesterday? God is love. God is a consuming fire. God is a jealous God. Hallelujah. Lord, I give you praise. And I give you honor, God. And I give honor to my pastor. Thank you, God, for the these, all these years of preparing us and teaching us how to carry and host a revival, how to walk in our callings, how to have our destiny, because right now is the time. Right now is the time. She's been preparing us and preparing us, and now is the time. Hallelujah. God says, now is the time. Hey, behold, I say, now is the time. I want to honor my beautiful wife and my two boys. My wife is a carrier of revival. We are in revival. We was talking the other day. We live in a state of revival. Sneak up and peek through the windows, man. But we're no different than you. You guys are hungry for God. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Being cut up by suffering. God's going to move tonight. I'm telling you, there's a spirit of revival being poured out. It's greater than we know. And the urgency is stronger than what we realize. We get so used to hearing about winning the lost. But do you really realize what happens if they're not won? They're lost. If you spend as much time with your spouse, your boyfriend, your wife, as you do with Jesus, would you still be married? Just a question. Amen. It's a relationship. It's not rules. Matthew 24. Get that. 
I do not have a sermon tonight. I'm so sorry. But I do have a message of the Holy Ghost. And if you'll listen, God's trying to speak to us. Pastor warned us Sunday morning about dullness of hearing. I admonish you, do whatever it takes to hear, not me, hear the Holy Ghost speak. Matthew 24 and verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Jesus, tell us when shall these things be? (laughs) And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Take heed that no man deceive you. Verse 32. Skip down to 32, Matthew 24 and 32. So likewise, I mean, now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put it forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh. So likewise, ye, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Oh, God. Verse 37. But as the days of Noah were. Everyone say, as the days of Noah. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Very good. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the Noah entered into the ark. And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Y'all, I'm sorry about the tears. William Booth, that founded the Salvation Army, sent some ministers out. <laughs> and they were trying to have a revival. Trying and trying and trying. And I wrote back, wrote him a letter and said, General Booth, we can't have a revival. Nothing's happening. He wrote him a letter and said, try using tears. And can I tell you, God is about to bring the tears to his people for a generation that is lost. Y'all look this way. I want to share with you for the next few minutes a message entitled, Grab a Hold. Brother Ernie, will you bring the cross, please? Grab a hold. Can you read it? 
Can you pronounce it? Amen. Can you understand it? Grab a hold. It means to take or to seize suddenly. To obtain without consideration of what's right and wrong. God was saying a moment ago, do not hesitate coming to me. Don't stop and consider your life. Either you're coming after me or you're not coming after me. What is there to consider? A life full of sin and wickedness and a life full of self. Why would you halt between two opinions? Do you want me or not? Make up your mind. Are you going to live for God or not? Are you going to play church or are you going to host a revival? Grab a hold. If you're drowning and someone's trying to save you, you're not going to stop and consider your options. You're going to take a hold. Amen. It's intended to be taken or seized or grasped suddenly. A sudden snatch. Hallelujah. Put the right cookie in front of us and we'll grab a hold, won't we? For as in the days of Noah, I'm sorry, Matthew 24, 38, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. And the people in Noah's day knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall be the coming of the Son of Man. The people in Noah's day, they failed to grab a hold onto a move of God that was right in front of them. Every day when they got up and went to plow their fields and pick the corn, mow the grass, and go to work, and go to the office. They went by this great big thing called an ark that was the move of God. Hey, God had Noah out there building and laboring on this ark, and they could not grab a hold of the fact that God was moving in their midst. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that does not believe on him is condemned already. And this is the condemnation that light come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light. Neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be made known, that they are of God. Men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They love darkness so much that they were blinded to the light of the ark. This great big boat sitting right out in the middle of nowhere that had never been built before. It was the light of God shining, shining. And they couldn't see it. Judas was walking with Jesus and he couldn't see it. Hey, look, don't feel sorry for Judas, man. He had the best leader and the best gang to hang out with. His squad was on fire. But he couldn't see. They were so blind they didn't even notice the rain falling. Matthew 24 and 39 says, And knew not until the flood came and took them all away. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. And they couldn't see the rain. What is it you're not seeing about God? 
One more passage, then I'm going to show you what God showed me. Amen? Does this make sense? Matthew 7, 21 through 27. Now, this is the wise and foolish builders. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in this last day, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And have we not cast out devils in thy name? And have we not paid our tithes and done many works, Lord? Didn't we wash the church van one time, God? Didn't we buy chicken for potluck? And I'll profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Y'all need to pay close attention right here in these next three scriptures. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does not do them. You know anybody not living for God? No? You ever remember a time when you weren't living for God? Did you know you can backslide in a revival? You can lose the fire right there in front of the fire. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of that house. So what time is it? Does anybody know what time it is? Earlier we was reading about the disciples asking Jesus, when these things will happen, Lord, when's a sign of your coming? We all like to see signs, don't we? But do you know what time it is right now? Can we turn the lights down just a little bit, please? A couple of the lights. Maybe, maybe over here. Just for a moment. It's dark. Remember... The foolish builders and the wise builder, they were both in the same flood. But they couldn't see. It was dark. We play that sound, Asia. Mm. Hallelujah, Jesus. We can tell what time it is by sounds. Our alarm clocks wake us up. It's time to get up. I'm telling you what time it is. Hallelujah. You need help? Just like in the days of Noah, it had been raining and raining. And they loved darkness rather than light. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we give you praise. Bless the Lord. You hear that sound? That's the sound of the waves of darkness. And they're splashing on the foundations of those that's built their house upon the sand. Listen carefully. You can hear it in the spirit. God said, listen to that sound. 
They never saw the rain. Waters of darkness splashing against the foundations of those who were so foolish to build their lives on the things of this world. Just like in the days of Noah, they loved darkness rather than light. That's good. Hold that, Asia. People in our midst right here in Christ, our friends and families, people we drive past every day, they're not hearing that sound. But God has called you and I to hear it and to compel them to come in. Pastor taught us about compelling. Grab them by the arm. Do you know what time it is? If it rains a lot, waters rise. Amen? Listen, their eyes are full of spiritual darkness and can't see what's happening right in front of them. We've been on street ministry in a town where there was eight churches in a square mile. A square mile, eight churches. And religion, and our government, and Hollywood, and the Internet, they've been raining down attack after attack after attack upon the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. What God said, thou shalt not murder, we pay big money to go watch somebody shoot somebody on TV. We fill our spirits full of watching others commit adultery on soap operas in the days of our lives. And little Raven Hill said that one day, one of the angels is going to look across to another angel and say, Dear God, what happened to that nation? He's going to say, They entertained themselves to death. It's raining on the Ten Commandments. And God, in Exodus 20, and God spoke these words saying, I am the Lord thy God, which has brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. We are bombarded with everything before us but a holy God. How many witness to you today? Who told you about the love of Jesus today? But have you been offered the opportunity to look at something that you needed to really turn your eyes from? magazines at the checkout line. Amen? Thou shalt not make any graven image or likeness of anything that's in heaven above or beneath or that's in the water in the earth. Verse 5. Don't bow down to them nor serve them. Oh, how we bow down when someone says, you can't wear that shirt to school because it's got a cross on it. Oh, I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to offend you. And so the body of Christ has gotten to where they don't want to offend anyone. Oh, really? How about a naked Savior strung out on the cross for all to see how offensive is that? <laughs> Hallelujah. 
God is doing a mighty work. He's raising up warriors, and he's building an army in this land that's not afraid. They'll not bow down. You can heat the furnace seven times hotter, and this generation is not going to get in it. If you'll grab a hold of what God's doing now, I can tell you the fire of God will be upon you, and you will not bow down. You'll not give in. You will... Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Verse 7, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Really? How easy we forget to go to church. We can remember every single game of the NFL season coming up next year, but we can't remember when prayer is. Well, come on, help me preach, somebody. Our kids can tell you the whole lineup of the Major League Baseball. And everyone that's ever been inducted in the Hall of Fame, but they can't find the Ten Commandments in the Exodus. Well, hurry, I got to hurry, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, keep the Sabbath holy, go to church. Honor thy father and thy mother. You got to be kidding me. My mama was a ninja with a hairbrush in the store when I was coming up. I don't care who was watching. If I talked back to her, she would throw that brush at me like a ninja. And wow. That was just the beginning, too, man. If you got smacked uptown, baby, it was on when you get home. She didn't forget. You embarrass her like that by back talking? Yeah. Had a pinch, boy, golly. She got, like she used to pinch a plug out of you. God, I had to fill a lot of holes in me. You ever had a plug pinched out of you? I really don't know how big the plug is, but I know how bad it hurts. And now, we can't honor our parents. We can sue them. We can divorce them. We can backtalk them. We can get a whole village together to try to raise our kids, but we can't honor our mother and our father that gave birth to us, that get up and go to school, that wash our nasty underwear and put food on the table, and we can't honor them. And can I tell you something? I'm going to throw this in. <laughs> if you're used to back-talking mama and daddy, when you get saved, you still got to deal with a little something because you're going to be used to back-talking whoever's in authority over you. Because we don't like submitting to authority, do we? But submitting to authority produces character. Jesus was submitted to authority. But we want to be like Jesus, but we don't want to submit to anyone. Amen? Not each other. Not a pastor. I can tell if a person is submitted in a few minutes by how they're talking. Well, I probably shouldn't say this. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to go ahead. It's the phrases like, well, my preacher's this, and my preacher's that. But a preacher and a pastor is two different things. A pastor, God set an authority over you to care for your soul. A preacher preaches. But if you can't say who your pastor is but who your preacher is, there's a good indication. I'm telling you something good now. Yeah, because it's easier to say my preacher. By the way, 
Who is your pastor? Mm -hmm. Think about that. Let's move on. I'm meddling now. <laughs> These things have got to get dealt with. Revival is here. Amen? Thou shalt not kill. Hmm. Not even with your tongue, man. Don't kill their character behind their back and tear them down like they're a pile of nothing. Let them people that come in the church, let them, let all of that go. Don't hold them to the old ways. God said, behold, all things are become new, and we're still telling everything they ever did because we don't like them. Amen. Don't commit adultery. What, what, what's that? Uh, prenuptials now. There's no honor in marriage anymore. Hey, we're going to plan on to not plan on after a little while because we're going to go ahead and sign up for this prenuptial before we ever get started. So we're going to plan on to not plan on no more. <laughs> Amen. See, look, there's no more rings in marriage. It's just hooks because... A ring is like a circle with no ending can be found. Hurry up. i got to hurry. Thou shalt not steal. Whew. Bear false witness against thy neighbor. Or covet thy neighbor's house. Or thou covet thy neighbor's wife. Or his manservant, maidservant, his ox, his donkey, his four-wheel drive, his side-by-side, -side, his hunting lease, his duck waders. Her $350 purse. We just claiming it. Don't covet it. But one thing is true. If the rains come down, the floods will come up. Play it, Asia. If the rains come down, the floods come up. And this has been raining upon our generation, upon this nation. And we walk like this. I didn't see nothing. Y'all see anything? I didn't see nothing. We're so embarrassed to be associated with the things of God out in the public. We intentionally don't see. We're embarrassed to be identified with what God is doing in the real Jesus. I didn't see nothing. It's normal. It's normal not to talk to each other for three or four days and don't sit at the table to eat no more. It's normal to go to sleep with filth on the television. God is saying if you listen, you can hear the sounds of destruction splashing against the unstable. What did you build on? Shifting hopes, the plans that many people have built their lives on. The rain, the rain, the rain is a blessing, but this rain here represents the storms of trouble and the deluge of sorrow that's come to overwhelm their souls. Hey, do you know what other people are going through? Those of you with light that shine. But do you remember, do you realize what others are going through that are away from God? The way of the sinner is hard. Amen. They don't have the mind of Christ. Those waves are splashing against those of you that are half committed. Oh, Hear them good. Commitment's in the heart, not in the mouth. 
Those waves, they're coming, they're rising, and they're splashing against our weak commitments. Little things come and pull us out of church. We get offended and we quit and we give up and we walk out and we get mad. Mad. That's good. Hold that, Asia. You ever been mad in church? Mad about church? Mad at God? Mad. Boy, I'm just mad. I'm mad. I want all y'all to know I'm mad. Pharaoh looking mad. <laughs> yeah. Second Peter 3, 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. Say long-suffering. Yeah, he hanging with you, baby. He's patient. Praise God. He's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. God is saying tonight, now is the time for revival. Now is the time for me to come pour out my spirit upon this dark land. Now is the time for revival. When the waves of darkness and gloom are rising and splashing against your loved ones, they don't even know what's about to hit them. God said, now it's time for me to come in and cross in Arkansas, in Ashley County, and use Freedom Ministries to rescue the perishing. Yeah, he said, I created you, and I called you for something beside looking pretty. you got to help me. God needs laborers. He said, pray for laborers. Not everybody's willing to work for God. We like to dress up for God, but work for God. Woo. Now, I'm going to spend the next few minutes trying to show you just what God showed me concerning revival and what time it is. Ooh, everything that you're going to see in the next few minutes from here forward is exactly what God showed me that's happening in the spiritual realm. Amen. Can we have picture number one, please? Oh, I'm telling you for hours upon hours upon hours. Hold this picture right here. I've looked at that and weeped and cried, prayed harder than I've ever prayed, Pastor Casey, pulling. And travailing. God, God, God. The church is supposed to be a lifeboat rescuing the perishing. Okay? God said this is a picture of the Holy Spirit. Play those sounds, Asia. And right now, this is what time it is in Crusset. The waves are splashing upon the houses, upon the lives and the hearts of the people and the Holy Ghost. Is up on these dark waters. Yeah. Oh. He's searching. He's looking. In the natural, this is really a lifeboat at night out on a rescue mission. We live in a world that's natural and supernatural or spiritual and natural. Amen. In the spirit, the Holy Spirit is out moving upon these waters of darkness. God said, this is what it looks like. The light of the world is moving through darkness, looking to rescue the perishing. Oh, God. He's here in Crossit. What I'm telling you, God has said, this is what it looks like right now in Crossit and in Ashley County. Right here at Freedom Ministries. Now, Mr. Casey, can you come hold this for a second? 
Okay, you can hold the sound. God said that's what it looks like in the natural. He's going through the land saying, grab a hold. Grab a hold. God is saying, grab a hold. Hold the picture for a moment. In Luke 19 and 10, you can you, go ahead and put this scripture up. In Luke 19 10, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. God is saying that this revival is a search and rescue revival. This is a search and rescue revival. God came to seek and to search. He came to search and to rescue. Hey, I said he came to search us out. Find out where we're hidden. Find out where we're about to go under. He's searching and looking for those about to go down for the last time. And he's come. He's searching for that which is lost. He's come on a rescue mission to rescue us and pull us out of the ways of darkness. Oh. See, this is what the ark was supposed to look like. But they couldn't see it. Noah, he was throwing a life ring out, screaming, grab a hold, grab a hold. They were so full of darkness, they couldn't see it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Picture number two, please. Brother Ernie, will you bring me that backpack? You unzip it right here. Can y'all see this? Okay, thank you. Come here. Now, this did not come out of my mind. This come out of days of fasting and praying. God spoke to me. He said, that's a picture of what the church is supposed to look like. A rescue team. A rescue team. Look at it well. A search and rescue team. I know this is heavy. But God is real. Revival is real. Amen. He said to compel him to come in, Luke 14, 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, go into the highways and the hedges and compel him to come in, that my house may be filled. Brother Ernie, can you help me out? Compel him to come in. 
Grab a hold. Grab a hold. Grab a hold. Hold prayer day. Grab a hold. Grab a hold. Grab a hold. Grab a hold. God said, he said, I need pullers and I need throwers. I need throwers. And I need pullers. Listen carefully. Church. Listen, this is not a show. This is not a game. I'm being serious. What God said is this out and you compel them to come in. And when you bring them in, you take them by the hand. Come on. Hold that hand. Tell them. Grab a hole. Throw it. Tell them. Throw it. Grab a hole and throw it. People don't want to throw you good. People are embarrassed. They're afraid. But this is real. God said this is what the church looks like. Thank you, sir. You're awesome. See, throwers are always looking for an opportunity to throw a way of outreach to somebody. Throw something of God, some life to them to help them out. And they're always willing to throw something. And then the pullers, they're always willing to pray. They're always willing to pray, and they're willing to pull on God, and they're willing to pull on your family. Hallelujah. I'm almost through. Throw them the love of God on visitation and street ministry. Come to prayer and pull them in. Are there any pullers in the house? Any throwers? Number three. Picture number three. Last picture. Some people are in so deep. Did it take somebody willing to go the extra mile? God, they're in so deep. It takes somebody with an anointing to break the yoke of bondage, to go deep and pull them out of it and to get them delivered. 
For those of you that think it don't take all of that for deliverance and spiritual warfare, tell them people. All night long praying, pulling devils out, loving on them, pulling down strongholds. Some people are in so deep. It takes special swimmers. There's a special anointing upon this place to set the captive free. You've got to be willing to use it. Don't be afraid to get out in the water, in the deep. God is saying the church is to be a lifeboat to rescue the perishing. Amen. There is an anointing to set the captive free, to pull out strongholds, to break the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe some of you have been pulled out of something pretty deep, huh? What did Jesus say? Go and do likewise. Hey, look at the effort that it takes right there, though. Look at the effort. There's a trained helicopter pilot with a trained crew hovering right above. There's somebody willing to risk looking like a fool, risk their own life. This is what's meant by giving your life, giving your life and laying down your life for somebody else. They're out of the basket. They're deep in the waters of darkness. They're trying to pull them out and bring them to the light. Hallelujah. Woo. God said, I've come for such a time as this. Hallelujah. It's time for revival and cross it. Use what you've got. Don't be afraid to throw them a rope and tell them, grab a hold. Woo. It takes all of that. That person is drowning and done going under. It takes all of that to get them back to their mama. It takes all of that to get them back to their daddy. It takes all of that to get them back to their wives and their husbands. To get them back in their right mind. So they'll quit cutting themselves and shooting themselves and killing themselves. It takes all of that to get them back in their right mind. So they'll have their health. They'll get up and go to work and hold a job down. And take care of their baby's daddy. the baby's mama. And the baby himself. Whew. It takes all of that. I can promise you, the person being rescued right here, when he's seen the helicopters coming in and a special team force diver jumping out in that raging sea, he didn't say, it don't take all that. I got this. And I can promise you, he didn't have to make up his mind when they say grab a hold. See, it takes a special person to go deal with these, an anointing. And God has put that anointing, and he's called special people for that. There is an army here, and God is rising it up to go take the land. Grab a hold of what I'm saying tonight. You are called by God. You have an anointing. God said grab a hold of your calling. Make up your mind that your calling is worth having. If I gave it to you, it's a good calling. Yeah, your calling works. You have the anointing. You've got the power of God flowing through your veins. Believe you the word of God and watch it come to pass. Woo. Yeah, it takes all of that. Not everybody is willing to quit eating Cheetos in a recliner and get in that. 
play in Asia. Can you hear it? You hear that sound? That's the sound of those waters trying to take people's lives over. But just like God called us out of darkness, we're going to let our light shine. Amen? You can turn the lights back on. Hallelujah. Karen, will you come? What is God telling you to grab a hold of tonight? A firm commitment. Whatever it takes. Grab a hold to the word that he gave you for your sons and your daughters. Grab a hold of commitment. Can I tell you something? I done with this for, I might as well tell you. Nobody ever got anything from Jesus staring at him. You have to reach for God. You got to cry out for God. You got to go after God. Hallelujah. You'll never get anything from God sitting like this in your pew. When the heavens are coming down because the worship is going up, join in that worship and sing and praise and push with the rest of the saints. But if not, you'll go home still in the same old cycle of emotions, wondering why you can't ever get any kind of breakthrough. But we sit like this. Hallelujah. I only know one way to come to Jesus. With everything you've got, wide open. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at freedomministriescrossing.com.